what do you get when you put two real estate experts in a room with a microphone? Well, if you press record, you get a podcast just like this one. (laughs) My name is Jonathan Tease, and I'm a journalist turned real estate agent. I love connecting people through events and sharing stories as I explore the city. Oh, and my co-host. Hey guys, I'm Napoleon B. Andrews, a corporate career coach who successfully motivates and inspires people to achieve greatness. And now I am grateful for the opportunity to coach you through one of the biggest investments of your life, real estate. Our goal is to help you make your next real estate move your best one yet and to inspire you with interviews of people just like yourself making an impact in the community. So without further ado, I want you to relax, grab your favorite beverage, and welcome to the Experts Lounge. Um, let's see, how do we want to kick this thing off today? I, I know how I want to kick this thing off, right? Y'all got me feeling like, who? Who? <laughs> Nobody. All right, all right, nah. All right. Uh, we here are in our studio. We just finished listening to uh, this D Smoke, uh, like his performance on Rhythm and Flow. I was putting Napoleon on. Man, man, thank then, you for that. And then we also listened to uh, Streetlights. Uh, I think it's Troy Man. All right, so I, we just got this energy in here, and this is just how I want to kind of get things rolling. Like, just feeling good. It's a rainy Tuesday. It is, man, which is kind of unusual for Arizona, so... On that note, and we had like a weird thing with the moon last night too, man. Right, brooms were standing up straight. Y'all saw my Insta story. I had to go into Walmart. I'm sorry, I was in Target, and I had to go mess with some brooms. So I had a question. I saw your video last night or this morning, actually. Why didn't your home broom stand up? Okay, so here it's it's a physics thing. Okay. Okay. So my home broom has like this angle on it because it wants to be like ergonomic and make it easy oh, for you. So you one of those type of brothers. Well, I couldn't just get the fi- I couldn't figure out the physics. So okay. I'm like I need to go find a traditional broom with flat bristles and you know all that good stuff. Okay, okay. Anyway, I digress. Look, my name is Jonathan Tees. I am the expertise on social media. And man, this is Napoleon the Realtor also on social media. Napoleon B. Andrews. All right, and we'd like to welcome you to the Experts Lounge. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is a place where you can come to get your latest real estate updates as well as get updates on the community because we believe that when you invest in a piece of property, you're not just buying a land or a house or a fixture, but you're buying into a neighborhood. Yeah, that's, that's deep. And, and we're, so we're that glue that holds you all together. And today, I'm super excited. We have a lot to talk about. Um, we have an interview from somebody that I'm really becoming very fond of as a person. Uh, her name is Aaliyah, and she's amazing. Oh, man, she is. Um, she had a, an amazing event that we actually were able to cover this week or this past week. And, um, man, it was, it was really, really, really powerful. It was a great space to be in. Uh, it was a, an event that really targeted women. However, there were a lot of guys that showed I was up. surprised, actually, at the number of men that were there just in support of women and um, 
it's funny because it was held at Galvanize Phoenix. Yes. And I like the phrase Galvanize, and I think that's exactly what Aaliyah was able to do with this event. She really did. And guys, if you don't know about Galvanize Phoenix, it is um, located down in the Warehouse District, downtown Phoenix. Uh, it's, a, it's a place that really is to service startup companies or new uh, companies in the tech industry to be innovative. Um, they have opportunities for you to, you can rent out a space, um, you can reserve your space, or you can even get a suite. So if you want to know more about that, go check them out online at gavinize.com forward slash campuses. Excellent, excellent. So we were alluding to this magical event. Um, Aaliyah, who we interviewed uh, and will be uh, dropping in that conversation a little bit later in the show, uh, formed an organization called Advance and Emerge Women. Mm -hmm. And it is incredibly powerful. Um, when I met her, I was actually covering uh, the Phoenix Young Professionals. Uh, it was an expo, like an outdoor expo, and she was one of the vendors, and we had a conversation. And I could just feel her vibe from that conversation. I, I got a chance to connect with her team, and I really just liked the things that they were doing in the community and the, the, the way that they were promoting themselves um, to support unity, which isn't something that comes particularly easy or natural for a lot of women, unfortunately. Exactly. So to have somebody championing that cause was something that I could support, and that's what initially encouraged me to reach out. And that's good because we actually got an opportunity um, as we were covering this event to witness some very powerful speakers that, mm -hmm. that really helped educate everyone there on how they were able to either formulate their business or how they were able to climb the ladder to really make it in corporate America. 100%. And I just think that, you know, I like to tell a lot of people, like, sometimes I don't have to touch the stove to learn that it's hot. Mm. I can watch somebody else's challenge or hear somebody else's story and take those nuggets, right? Mm -hmm. um, I heard somebody say, like, you know, you can learn from mistakes, but they don't always have to be yours. Yeah. So I love, 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 love that. Anyway, so that was um, the start of the event. So, or that was, I'm sorry, the start of the um the organization to kind of get into a more of like the organization's um, their mission and their vision, their nonprofit. And when we talked to Aaliyah uh, about the event, she shared that she read a couple books, right? Mm -hmm. um, one of the books is What Do You Say When You Speak to Yourself, mm. I believe. Um, I, had to, I had to double check that. I'll drop that link at some point uh, in the show notes. But anyway, um, their mission among connecting uh, along with connecting people together is to encourage personal development uh, and a lot of that comes through reading um, it's also about building social relationships and it's also encouraging diversity especially in a professional space mm -hmm. so again there was a lot of diversity in the room on uh, Saturday as well it definitely was and um when, and when you look at how the, the building was set up so when you first enter the building you, you walk into a space that they had like these nice balloons and everything set up. To, it's like it was like a grand entrance. Absolutely, like an arch. Yeah, it definitely was. And then you sign up. And then what I liked beyond that is on on the on the hallway going back to the actual facility, there were like vendors set up on each side. So she not only was able to bring in these keynote speakers to help um, educate and or motivate women to be entrepreneurs or to break glass ceilings. She actually brought some local vendors who happen to be women as well that were doing great so they can highlight and um, and really sell their merchandising. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing, right, is 
when you're in a space, when you're quote unquote galvanized, which is why I think this this location title is just so phenomenal. But when you galvanize, not you don't just win alone. You win with other people, mm-hmm. and you win personally. You win professionally. Together, you can win economically. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't have to be so competition driven. I firmly believe in collaboration over competition. Absolutely. Right? So I think that that's amazing. So let's let's kind of talk about this interview really quickly. All right. Mm-hmm. So. Like I said, I met Aaliyah, um, leading to her launch organization. I'm like, hey, I definitely want to support. How can I support? And I figured like media coverage would be a great way. So we sat down at Cartel Coffee. Cartel is one of the coolest places I know in the city. Um, coffee shops in the city. The one, the location in uh, Tempe near ASU has a super industri- industrial feel. Yeah, that's like my third office, man. I, I spend quite a bit of time in there. Yeah, no, seriously. I uh, I just feel creative in that space, mm-hmm. and there's something about smelling the coffee beans which they roast on site that just it, it it adds another element to it. Like you know, coffee shops smell like coffee, but do they smell like freshly roasted coffee? Mm. I don't I don't think so. Mm. And I and I, I kind of liked it um, from the standpoint of that they roast their own uh, coffee beans there, mm-hmm. and when you actually I'm an espresso drinker to be specific, you know. Yeah. When you drink that espresso, man, you have to do absolutely nothing to it. No Damn. sugar, no cinnamon, no anything. It's like it's like it's naturally sweet in its in its in its natural form, man. You know, I'm not there yet as a coffee drinker. Like I'm such a you know, I'm basically drinking sugar with a drop of coffee. <laughs> honestly. But I respect it. I have friends that are in the coffee roasting business and so I've learned to appreciate it. And it's not that I don't respect it or that I won't get there, but I'm just not there yet. Yeah, no. Yeah. Hey, but more power to you, man. I know that's your thing. I know you like to travel and take your espresso shots. That is a part of my life, man. Absolutely. I love it. So we sat down with, with Aaliyah, and we had conversation. We obviously we got some, some information about the event, and we were able to talk to her about just what to expect when we were there. And if you had a chance to listen to some of our uh, our um, preview episodes, we did go into detail. And if you want to, we can definitely uh, check the check the podcast link for that. That episode is called Advance and Emerge Women, featuring Aaliyah Adele. However, at the end of our conversation, just as we thought we were getting ready to wrap up, I don't necessarily know how this happened. I don't know who said what to whom, but we got Aaliyah to peel back another layer of the onion. Yes, man. And we got a chance to have her start to share the how like how did this event come together and why more importantly why did this organization um need to be created and what need did it serve yeah i i i really appreciate this portion of the interview because it really helped open your eyes to see that we all kind of start from the same point right you know like she went through a, a very serious situation in her life and during that time she was able to reflect on life Mm -hmm. and I think that it was that moment of reflection Mm -hmm. that caused her to really want to be a superhero that she is to really build the community back man 100% and it's funny you say that because if you talk to Aaliyah now she's so polished and pulled together and she does have this energy and you would you would almost feel like she's maybe unapproachable Mm -hmm. per se just based on the way she carries herself because she's that strong and that dynamic however to your point she was at a low place and I think this was my takeaway is that you know, from the valleys of our life come some of the major blessings that take us to Absolutely. the highest of the heights, right? So this, this I was thinking this on my way into the office today, is that 
things are like a pendulum, right? Mm -hmm. And while they may be on one end, just absolutely terrible, just in the worst space, instantly, and I mean literally instantly, a phone call, a chance occurrence, or in this event, maybe a major tragedy, mm -hmm. is what it takes to swing that thing in the completely opposite direction. Absolutely. It kind of made me think of the quote, and I don't know it per se word for word, but the gist of it was, every great thing that happened throughout men's our lives civilization-wise, it came from a very low point. Like we had to overcome something. Always. It brought us together, yeah. and then we exceeded. Absolutely. 100% I believe that. So, honestly, I think we built this thing up quite a bit, mm -hmm. all right? So, last week's episode, again, was called Advancing Merged Women, uh, featuring Leah Adele. This one is called Life's Wreck. So, we're gonna do drop right into our second half of our interview with Leah Adele. Enjoy. Now for the for the extra juicy. When you thought it was over, it ain't over. Now we get to the real stuff. <laughs> okay, so essentially before A&E was even a thought or anything, I ran track at the University of Arizona. I was a 100-200 meter sprinter. It was a huge accomplishment for me because throughout my life, not high school, but before high school, elementary school, middle school, I was bullied like heavily to the point where I had to switch classes from these kids, and it was it was a bad situation. So between that and a couple other things that went on in my life, I had super low confidence. So the only place where I got my confidence was sports. I was always a tomboy. I loved sports. So um, after getting my third concussion in basketball, I was done with basketball and I had to find another sport in high school and it was track. And I found track my, yeah, my junior year of high school, did really well, ended up walking on to U of A my freshman year of college and did well my freshman year. And then what happened was I was, I did so well that we were looking at me getting a scholarship hopefully my sophomore year. As long as I hit the times that I need to, had a good second year, boom, you know, the second half of college I have a scholarship. Great. So after winter break happened, January 5th actually, my five year anniversary just passed, I posted a picture of the car on my Instagram page. So I've never posted the vehicle, but essentially what happened was... I was driving back from California for New Year's with uh, two of my traveling companions. And what happened was I was speeding, didn't have cruise control in my car, Pop was gonna pull me over in, in the middle of nowhere. And I slowed down to the speed limit and tried to ride the shoulder and the speed limit 75. I was going 102. Yeah, I didn't know I was going 102. I was the only car on the road nine o'clock at night. You see nothing but your headlights, right? And it's my first car all that so as soon as my tires hit the gravel because there wasn't a shoulder there I lose control of the car car flips down the median yeah. and I don't remember much from the accident I remember my car pinging like as if the doors open you let the keys in and a cop shining this light in my face and just it was just chaos and then the jaws of life cutting me out of the car and then myself and one of my and one of my traveling companions it was my friend's fiance 
we were both airlifted to the hospital. Luckily, he only had uh, like internal bruising, nothing was broken, uh, no serious injuries, and she didn't have any injuries at all. Me, on the other hand, which I would have rather it this way, I had completely fractured my C6, C7 vertebrae in my spine. Um, and then also had minor brain trauma from the incident because it was my fourth concussion, but it was my worst one because I blacked out during the flip, which was the only thing that saved my life because the fractures were so severe that they said it was within, I don't remember if it was centimeters, millimeters, whatever the case may be, but it was so close, close to my spinal cord that they used the example that I could sneeze and jerk my neck too hard or fall and paralyze myself, and that would be it. So... With that, you know, I had lacerations, I was a hot mess. Of course, track career, gone, right? And, which it really honestly didn't have to be, but I'll go, I'll go further into that later on. But after that accident, you know, I, they wanted me to get neck surgery. And I always use this joke, I've said it so many times, but it's so real. I opted out of neck surgery solely because I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy in my day. <laughs> and it never works out for the people when they go, because I've never gotten surgery before. And it's always like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, it's a routine surgery. Don't worry. And then they come out and they're like, there was complications. That's always the word. And so I'm like, you know, I'm cool. If I, if I get paralyzed, I'll paralyze myself. You know, hold myself accountable to that. <laughs> so that's the hard-headedness in me. But so I didn't get surgery, and then the other hard-headedness in me. I this was my spring semester now, and I shouldn't have went back to school. They told me to take a year off to heal, if especially if I wasn't getting neck surgery. It was going to take about eight months of me wearing a neck brace and just being extremely careful because I was at high risk of paralyzing myself. I went back to school because at that point my school wasn't being paid for. So you're telling me, yeah, it sounds nice, take a semester off, but then then what? You know, that's that's what several thousand dollars that's taking a semester off. Like no. So at that point I decided, you know what? I'll tough it out, go back to school, I'm fine, you know, cut some bruises, it's whatever. No. So in and out of the neurologist's office, just having a hard time, failed a lot of classes, had to withdraw to classes. I mean, you know, minor brain trauma. So what are you supposed to do? And so, and then there's psychological issues with that too. I got a ticket from that accident. Yeah. <laughs> After all of that, oh, yeah. they still rank you it wasn't, ticket. It wasn't even given to me, it was mailed to me, and it was mailed to the wrong address. So then I had a warrant out for my arrest. Because oh, I never went to court. Yep. And with all with all that that happened, so I'll summarize this part because it's a lot. So you know, had the warrant out for my arrest. Luckily, avoided jail barely. Fun fact for the people listening: if you clock at 105, I remind you, I was at 102. If you're clocked at 105, that's automatic 30 days in jail, no court date, no discussion. You're in jail for 30 days. Yes. So I was three, three miles, I guess, away from jail. From jail. From jail. My first ticket in life. <laughs> Good part of that, had you gone to jail, maybe you would have taken an appropriate amount of time off of school. True. True. <laughs> and he 
healed. There you go. Well, there you go. Well, what happened in court? Put yourself in a cage somehow. A self can find one or bars that will keep you. She's hard headed. I am. I'm super hard. Uh, note number two hard headed people go to jail. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. And so, it, and, oh my gosh, that's so funny. But. Oh shoot! I forgot where I was. We're summarizing. We're summarizing the incident. Oh, thank you. Far. Thank you. So, almost went to jail. Fun. Um, I ended up because uh, because of the psychological issues, I was given, I was diagnosed with being bipolar and having depression. Instead of hey, you were just in a life-threatening accident, you're probably just going through it. You know, I was so quick to be diagnosed and was given all this medicine that was numbing my my mind and it's crazy there actually is medicine out there that can stop you from feeling emotions and that's the scariest thing ever um and the suicidal thought thing yeah that's that's real life so i attempted suicide twice failed the second time or no sorry obviously failed both times gosh um but almost succeeded the second time and was put into a facility overnight was robbed um I went to visit my parents because, of course, I was going through it in Phoenix. Came back to my apartment. My door was wide open. My apartment was cleaned out. Everything, even my dirty clothes hamper was gone. My dirty hose, my dirty clothes hamper, my pots and my pans. Like, when I mean everything was gone, I only had a few articles of clothing. And my mom had to give me money to go get clothes at Walmart because I had nothing in my apartment. And so, and this was all during this time. This was all the same year, actually. And so, and then of course, went into went into an abusive relationship. You know, mentally and physically exhausting. Like, but we were both that way with each other, right? Um, mutual destruction. And from then on, it just was a mess. And then the last thing that happened that almost did me over was. You know, I had to take a bunch of classes, switch my major, and all that. So come winter session, right before I'm about to graduate, and be done with the college experience, and I'm just ready to get the hell out of there. You know, it's been terrible. Um, they tell me that, oh, you're not going to graduate. I'm like, why? You didn't take enough classes. I'm like, how? I talked to my counselor, like, I switched my major. She told me these are all the classes I need to take. I only failed one of them, so I really should only have to take retake one of them, which I could take spring semester. So what's the issue? They're like, oh no, they gave you the wrong information. That counselor doesn't work here anymore. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. So. So that's your fault. Yeah. I can only I can only operate by way instructions I've been given. You'd be surprised. I've told people this story a lot, and it, this has happened to a lot of people. Yeah. But the, and they've had to take a whole nother semester for like one class. But no, I fought this. I went all the way to the dean of students because what had happened was I went back and cried, and then came back to that counselor's office and wanted to see a second counselor for a second opinion. Yeah. And so this this part of the story is is never take no for an answer. Never, never, never take no for an answer because. You never know how many no's would lead to a yes. And so this was my this is my piece of the story that should tell you that you should keep fighting, especially if you were done wrong. So 
and went to the other counselor. The other counselor, you know, was more more willing to help me and she told me what to do. She said, okay, you could do humanities. You have enough credits for that. You don't even have enough credits for a minor. I'm like, how? What classes was I taking where I don't have enough credits for a minor? I was like, what? And she said, you know what? Um, if you can go make declare humanities as your major, Africana Studies, they can do a thematic minor, which is a build your build your own minor from whatever classes you take. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm thinking that'll solve it. Thank you so much. Go over Africana Studies building. Go, my counselor isn't there. So I see another counselor. She told me that my transcript is wrong and that you're supposed to take, there's three tiers, and you're supposed to take classes all in that specific tier. And I actually had my sheet and I wasn't told that. I was told, oh, just pick whatever classes that are that are B's or whatever classes that are C's. I wasn't told anything about the tiers and I had my sheet. And she was like, oh, well, I'm sorry. You're at the beginning of every tier. All right. Yep. So, first of all, <laughs> I thought this type of stuff only happened at HBCU. I know, right? Me, I'm like, oh, I'm like, yo, this is my life. Oh, I know, that's, I know yeah, that's she, just how it went. Yeah. Okay. She, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go see another counselor. <laughs> no, it, it was, oh. And All at right. that point, I feel better about my college experience. Just hearing your no, I mean, not to make no, light no, of your no, situation. no. You should, you should. All right, Morehouse, y'all did something. <laughs> y'all did something. Bro, and and that at that given moment, I was like, I was like, fuck, what to do? And I haven't see, called my parents or anything. See, at that give, at that given moment, I'm like, this is some bullshit. This is what I'm. Like. It is. And at that moment, I didn't have anything to say to that counselor. I was like, all right. And I literally went outside of the building and sat there and was like, okay, what do I do next? Because I'm not going to call my parents because they're going to be like, tough stuff, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. And they're going to be disappointed because they invited everybody to graduation. I'm not going to graduate. I'm like, no. So the next thing I do, because I'm a very crazy individual sometimes, I go to the dean of students. And I go barge into the office, her secretary is there, and she's just like, oh, do you have an appointment? I said, no, but I need to see her. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, she's booked for the semester. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and mind you, that everything that I'm saying happened in the same day. Yeah. I went from boom to boom to boom. And finally, I was arguing with the secretary, like, I am not leaving till I see her. You can drag me out of this place if you want to. Like, I'm not leaving. She came out because she heard the commotion and I'm crying and I, I'm blurting out everything to her. And she's so kind, takes me back into her office, listens to me, goes on her computer, works, changes my major to a general Africana Studies major, counts all the credits, and then does the thematic minor but says that I do need to take uh, a class in winter and a full course in, in spring. And I have to pass them all. I said, okay. My winter course, my parents weren't going to pay for it. And so I did a GoFundMe and I raised the money for my winter class and got all the money the day before it was due. <laughs> oh my God. Bruh, you don't even got to start. You could probably go find my GoFundMe account. It's there. It's there. Still, probably. Bruh, my like. We don't even need to worry about this A&E situation. No, right? <laughs> Can we write out how to pass A&E U of A? 
yeah. how to how to get out with trauma but like okay so thank god like persistence persistence persist in the face of adversity continue to persist and i wasn't my strongest during that time don't get me wrong it was just i knew i needed to graduate so i had to do whatever i had to do to make it happen yeah that's the only way for you to really get what you want is if you're hungry enough for that end result because you're gonna get those all damn day yeah only takes one yes it only does true even in that type of situation that seems impossible Somebody, somebody can do something. Yeah. You just gotta, if they can't do it, you gotta talk to their boss. If their boss can't do it, you gotta go to their boss. You do whatever you can. Yeah. Annoy them till they're like, what? <laughs> That's when I think about my, my kids, my, my four-year-old. It's always daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> and so I just give in. Like if you don't have that approach, and that's one thing I, I learned so much from my kids, because I feel like kids are just the, the smartest people on earth. Yep. They don't have any barriers yet. I learned so much from my kids. If you just continue to say daddy long enough, daddy's gonna give you what you want. <laughs> so in real life as an adult, if you continue to just push, 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 the universe will give you what you want. It's the whole self-fulfilling prophecy thing. You, yeah. you, talk, you talked about it, speaking it into existence. The Bible talks about it. The book, so many books talk about it. That's what the whole self-help movement is all about. Yes. Materializing here, here, by what comes out here. Yeah, So you manifest your, your reality. I'm a firm believer in that. Well, listeners, I don't. If, if you don't think you need to be to this event just being near her and her energy, <laughs> that story in itself should give you the. Bro, I look. I don't even know if we need to post the first half of this. <laughs> Yo, y'all missed out the X's and O's. Just, check out Aaliyah's story and it comes to this demo. That's, That's all I you told you. Say. I told you it's long, long. I'm still trying to figure out how to summarize it because there's still there's still things in there that are small. Alright, my bad, man. back, man. I'm still on that same energy, man. I just feel geek, man. Listening to Aaliyah's story and just seeing how much she overcame is just so inspiring, man. It just fills me with that, like, untouchable swag. Yeah, man, yeah. Think about it. So, in case you missed it, let me help summarize this for you, alright? So, first of all, she wasn't already in an unhealthy relationship, which I think there's so much that was left unsaid about that, but I think it's a lot to consider mm-hmm. how you get to that point in being in such an unhealthy relationship. But then, she's in a car accident. And not just any car accident, but like a major life-threatening car accident. Like she damaged some vertebrates or something Spinal like that? Spinal damage, wow. like almost paralyzed. And on top of that, once she's in a coma. And so once she gets out of a coma, she then is served with an excessive speeding ticket. Like they waited for her to come out to give her a ticket, which I think is ludicrous. Yeah. But if that wasn't enough. So then when she's finally healed enough to make it home, her apartment is robbed bare. Like, I can only imagine. I've actually come home to a place that has been robbed before, and that feeling is terrible. So to imagine, like, having nothing, I, I can't wrap my head around it. And if that wasn't enough... Her school also gave her problems trying to finish her classes. Like, what? what is that? That's like the, the recipe of the perfect storm. Somehow she managed to overcome that. Wow. Fast forward, right? Those experiences led her to want to start Advance and Emerge Women. And we were at the launch, which there was so much love in that building. So just imagine coming from such a down place 
to being in a space filled with all the love. And if that weren't enough, after having a successful launch, then that later that evening, her boyfriend proposes to her and she's now engaged. Oh, congratulations, guys. Congratulations, man. That was a lovely story. Uh, I was so excited to be a part of it. And I think that's part of why I like being in this space is helping people bring highlights that to people doing amazing things and, and just being a voice for the, for the community. I totally agree. So uh, to help bring everything back full circle to us guys, just remember, Napoleon and I, we're both real estate agents. We love helping people invest in their communities through home ownership. Um, one of our favorite things to do is to explore the valley and to highlight and connect people with local influencers, events, as well as, of course, the hidden gems that are probably right in your neighborhood that you had no idea even existed. Yeah, man. So, guys, if you enjoyed today's episode and feel like you took something away from Aaliyah's story, then join our podcast community and be the first to know about upcoming events and meet the valley coolest movers and shakers. And our way of saying thank you for joining this week is we're going to give away a few gift cards at Cartel. So hit the link in the bio and subscribe, guys. And as always, it's Napoleon, the realtor, always giving you the facts, no fiction. And I am the expertise on social media. Until the next time I see you, I wish you all peace and love. And always seek expertise.